0: If you love where you live and love to help travelers, sign up now to be a Circa Concierge. Help out our users and earn tips for the knowledge you have about your own city or country. Head over to circatravel.com forward slash concierge and sign up today.
1: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Skull, skull, skull. It's like skull. Is that what you're saying?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why well, do you say it also skull?
2: means a bowl. Yeah, you every... use the
1: same word for skull and bowl.
2: Skull, <laughs> <Scowl>, yes.
1: <laughs> so you eat
0: like cereal out of a skull.
2: You're a Vikings, you know.
0: <laughs> Chop the top of the head off, turn it upside down. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: It's a bowl. Rice
0: Krispies in the morning.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> a destination isn't always a place. Sometimes it's a new way of seeing things. I'm Neil Innes. And I'm Andres Bartos. From Frequency Machine, this is Passport. Your ticket to everywhere. There are things we think we know about places... But history, prejudice, stereotypes, and the viral nature of 24-hour news and social media has made common knowledge about faraway places even more twisted than ever. Today on
1: Passport, we try and clear up some of the outright lies of an entire nation by doing what we do best. Talking it out with somebody who actually knows what they're talking about.
0: Today, we're going to Iceland. Iceland is known the world over as the
1: land of ice and fire. With good reason. Snow, volcanoes, hot springs, and huge glaciers live side by side.
0: Between Greenland and Norway, to the east of the UK, this steaming, smoking, lava-spewing nation is otherworldly. Blue skies, green moss, black sand make it a place like nowhere else on Earth. This is because Iceland is brand spanking new. It's one of the youngest landmasses on the planet, one still being created, but somehow it manages to feel ancient.
1: We trawled the internet for 10 of the world's most stereotypical views about Iceland. People see Iceland as a freezing, dark, and painfully expensive country filled with musicians and performance artists who eat puffin naked in geothermal baths while listening to Björk wearing horned Viking helmets. But are they right?
0: <laughs> Our cultural mythbuster today is the otherworldly, super creative Björg Valgisdottir. Björg is a project manager with a background in architecture, fine art, and film, and is our Icelandic local for today's episode of Misinformation.
1: Let's have you tell us what you think we're going to ask you about.
2: I think you're going to ask me about the stereotypical Icelandic people behaviors. What are they? It depends on, like, if you're an Icelandic person looking in. But if you're on the outside, people think we're, like, super friendly and super nice. Also that, like, all the women are super beautiful, super blonde. And obviously we all believe in elves. Like, all of us. Mm -hmm. That's, like, our religion. (laughs) Elves and trolls and all the folklore.
0: (laughs) This is going to become a thing now. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) It's no surprise that the Icelandic's elven reputation precedes them. Björg's name is only one letter off arguably Iceland's most famous export – the greatest musical elf who ever lived. And if our researchers found anything at all, it's the fact that everyone in Iceland knows everybody else in Iceland.
2: Because my name is Björk, which mm-hmm. is very similar to Björk. So it's always like, oh, you know, hey, I like your songs. And you're like, oh, it's so old. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, yeah, thank you, whatever. You it's know. with a G. Yeah, and then when people ask, like, oh, do you like, actually know her? And you're like, well, yeah, a little bit. So it's always a bit like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's kind of like...
0: So you have met her?
2: Done some tables with her. But like
1: in Reykjavik at a bar? or what? Yeah,
2: it's a small scene. But in Iceland, we don't really have famous people because we all know each other. Right. So that's why celebrities love going there because they don't get harassed and there's not paparazzi and we don't give a shit. <laughs> w- w- why?
1: Why don't you give a shit?
2: I think it was most when like J C and Beyonce came, then people were a bit like, it's like amazing, but they're not going to be like really stopped on the street or things like that. People right. don't really do that. We're a really proud nation. We don't want to like, we think we're the best people in the world, like the best nation. Our slogan is like Iceland, like heime, which means like Iceland best in the world. So yeah, we're really like, yeah.
1: You have good self-esteem. Oh yeah. Icelandic pride goes deep. It has to when everyone knows everyone. They are very small, after all. Only 360,000 people overall and 123,000 of them are in Reykjavik alone. So this brings with it some challenges when it comes to dating.
2: We're all incest. It's crazy. <laughs> no, we're like all related to each other. <laughs> it's like, it's it's pretty full on. Yeah, I haven't looked back that much, to be honest. But mm. we have, um, Decode did this whole website where you can trace your origin. Okay. Which was really handy when you were like hooking up with people to see like, oh, is it my cousin? You know, I don't want to flip around Are with you like your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So wait, you, like, you tell me your name and then you go online and you check it? Used it used to be
2: like that. When it just came out, yeah, for That's sure. Amazing. I mean, my cousin, like, swiped right on my other cousin and then she realized, like, oh, shit, we're actually super related. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just saw, like, a handsome guy and was like, ah. And then she was like, oh, shit, and it's like, my, like, really close cousin. See
0: you at the family reunion. Like most Nordic countries, the coldness of the landscape doesn't transfer to the personality of the people. Despite popular opinion, the chilly ice king and queen myth of the layman seems to be false. Icelandics love people, and they love to party. Reykjavik has gained a reputation for being a great place to go out for a night on the tiles. But its reputation might have come from a different fact altogether. Or maybe not.
2: It's been advertised a lot as, like, a party city because we our clubs or, like, our places are open for so long. We have so many beautiful women. They're so promiscuous. Wait, you where know. is this country? <laughs> oh, sorry,
0: <what? laughs> Hang on. I'm, I'm on a I photo right
2: now. <laughs> yeah, so it's been, like, kind of advertised as something that it maybe isn't. But it's true. Like, people are... Sex is kind of, like, sex is sex. It's not, like, something... We're not very religious. It's not, like, Catholic. No one is waiting till their marriage so yeah, of course like people do have one eyed stance. And if right. there's like a hot guy from a foreign country that you probably never see again, Why you know not? Because girls are independent, so they're like, why shouldn't I be able to do this? So it's kind of like that <laughs> attitude as well. But I've seen like um, an old friend of mine, he's a musician in Iceland, and we were once in a in a bar and he was just like, you have to like help me. You have to pretend to be my girlfriend because like the girls That's just don't much. like. No, because they're really aggressive. It's like, you're coming home with me. Oh. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> wow. So. I think like I've been told a lot of times that like you're very intimidating. You know, it's just like okay, it's just like, but it's just because we're super direct. We don't no have bullshit. time for bullshit.
0: If you want to get laid, go to Iceland. Is that what I'm we're saying gonna in the say
2: segment? That. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm just gonna write good try, that down. Good try. <laughs> That's going in the show notes. The most promiscuous nation on earth.
1: This open, liberal progressiveness that Iceland has as a place has also bled into its politics and its parliament. In fact, even though Iceland itself is young, it's home to the world's oldest democracy, founded in 930 AD by 32 different Norse clans who decided to sit and talk about things rather than fight. And that talking got them a long way.
0: In 2009, Reykjavik elected a punk-rock taxi-driving stand-up comedian as their mayor. John Nard, and his best party made a lot of promises, with a disclaimer that none of these promises would be kept. He won and served for four years, in what started as kind of a political satire and a reaction to the banking crisis in 2008.
1: Iceland has another claim to fame. They got women's suffrage in 1915, and they elected the first openly gay member of parliament in the world, as well as the world's first democratically elected female president. Her name was...
2: Hmm. Be- ah, She's an amazing woman. Like, she's incredible. Yeah, she was our president for 16 years. But now we have a super cute guy who's like, has like loads of babies, goes everywhere on his bike. <laughs> he's just a really nice guy.
1: I love that you're talking about your president like he's like your mom's he's your your boyfriend. Yeah. yeah,
2: no, he's, a, he's everyone's friend.
0: <laughs> Everybody knows him. They've danced on tables with <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like
0: you, Björk, yeah. and the president. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Iceland three times. It really is that friendly and straightforward. This openness and honesty might have led to one of the most publicized perks of Iceland. According to Google, there is no crime in this Nordic utopia.
2: No, that's not really true. But, you know, if there's something going on, we all know about it. There are, like, occasional murders. but, um, (laughs) But
0: it's very rare. Average of, like, one a year or something. Maybe something like that. From yeah. the last, like, 25 years.
2: But, like, in general, like, petty th- crimes, it's not that much.
0: So, like, pickpocketing?
2: No, no, no. no. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's like, it's not worth <laughs> it. Well, like, everyone in Iceland just carry cards. So it's more than, like, online type of thing. Right. Like, no one uses currency. Like, you don't have money on you, ever.
1: Well, it would seem that the world gets this one Right. The Global Peace Index puts Iceland at the top of the list for the 10th year in a row as the world's safest country. The USA, on the other hand, ranks 128th out of 163. Now, think about this. At the time of broadcast, the last murder in Iceland was in 2017, which was three years ago.
0: But let's not get too dark. After all, today we're in a place filled with pixies and penguins and polar bears. Right? Right?
2: Nah. No, we don't live in Ecclus either. You don't. <laughs> we don't, unfortunately. Uh, there wa- there so occasionally there are polar bears that drift to Iceland from Greenland.
0: Deranged polar yeah. bears. Yeah. Like really sad like Tom came. Hanks castaway <laughs> polar bears who are like looking for Listen. their wife who's forgotten about them a long time.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so wait, wait, wait. There was there was once a polar once upon a time once a polar upon
2: bear. A time. No, once upon a time a polar bear drifted actually really close to where my family has a summer cottage, like in that area. Yeah. But when They came like on land. They're basically so ill and so weak because they've been drifting for so long. It's
1: like the saddest thing. It's
2: really sad. But because they're the most dangerous animal. On the planet. Yeah, They're like really vicious. Well, there was like, oh, we need to call the vat to get it tranquilized. And the vat was in Denmark. So <laughs> it's like, we cannot wait for the, that guy to come over with like a um, huge tranquilizer gun. And then you had all these people that were like coming to look at it. So it was oh, just God. like, hey, it's a feast. <laughs> there you go. Jesus. So it was a bit, yeah, it was a bit mental. And my, my parents at the time had this most beautiful, white, golden retriever. And, like, occasionally people kept on thinking that there was a polar bear, like, in the nature. <laughs> 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 like, there were a few calls from, like, a beautiful little golden Little red <laughs> golden dots all
0: over gun. him as he went for a walk. <laughs> it
2: was so bad.
1: So our third question went down in flames. Iceland does not have igloos or penguins or polar bears there are no reptiles or amphibians at all. Only about 70 species of birds on the whole island. And in fact, the only native mammal is the arctic fox, which is the cutest
0: of the mammals. One thing that the internet does get right is that the place is filled with volcanoes. 130 of them. Including the one with the completely unpronounceable name. Well... Unpronounceable for the rest of the world.
2: Eyjafjatla
0: yogurt. yogurt.
1: yogurt.
2: It's a double L.
1: So when that whole volcano thing was happening and the whole world was trying to say that? Oh, yeah. It must have been the funniest thing. It
2: was, it was pretty good, but it was pretty annoying as well because people personally were blaming me for not going on their holidays. It's like you are ruining my holiday, and I'm That's like, it's, it's like it's a natural like disaster. It's killing like all the like sheep's in Iceland. What are you talking about? It's like, I don't care about your Ibiza trip. So it's like yeah, it's my yeah. I'll turn it off now. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. enough. It's enough.
1: Sorry, guys. The Icelandic language is insane. It's incredibly difficult to learn and is consistently ranked alongside Turkish, Georgian and Persian as the most infuriating language to learn. But names, they've figured out names pretty nicely. In Iceland, mm-hmm. your last name is the name either of your father or your mother with son or dotir at yeah. the end. So what's your last name?
2: Valkersdottir.
1: So then, if you had a child, mm-hmm. their name would
2: be? Dotter.
1: Having this last name situation must be a fucker for researchers.
2: Yeah, there there is an issue with the... Like, my dad's and my brother have exactly the same name. Right. They're both Valkyr Valkerson. Because there's a tradition to I, naming... I wish, <laughs> I wish
0: that was my name. It doesn't matter. I don't know if you'd be able to pull it I, off. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Even <laughs> me looking like I look would make...
2: That even better. <laughs> but um, so, um hello, <laughs> 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 Wait, <stop> your voice <laughs> But you know like Icelandic name like my name has a double meaning. So it's a name and then it also means a sea cliff and rescue. So you're Sea Cliff uh, and rescue. It's like go to rescue. Björken.
1: So how would you do a sea cliff rescue?
2: So it would probably be like Björk <laughs> Something <laughs> like that But like our farm that we own up north Is actually called Björg Because it stands on the cliff oh, It's bad. not because my parents named it that It's bad. just
0: Björg's bjerg, Yeah, <laughs> okay. We
2: have
0: to Björg from Björg Number one It's on the mailbox <laughs> The Icelandics learn Danish in school too Most speak three languages but they understand a lot more Scandinavian dialects. Iceland was part of the Kingdom of Denmark from 1814 until the Kingdom of Iceland was formed in 1918. On June the 17th, 1944, Iceland became a constitutional republic, independent of Denmark. So you speak Danish?
2: Yeah, snakkelig <laughs> <not really> dansk.
0: Snakkelig <laughs> really dansk? Yeah. Tak for
2: How's your Danish?
0: It's horrendous. <laughs>
2: No, I mean I've lost my Danish. It
0: feels really nice to me because I I spent a lot of time with my with my nana, hearing her talking on the phone. It's nice.
2: Well, I was like this pretty little baby and my parents named me Björk and for Danish people it's basically impossible to say. So people like used to look in the Pram and see me and it was like, Oh, what's her name? And my mom was like Björk.
0: Björk (laughs) (laughs) Björk
2: (laughs) (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) Like, Thanks, parents. <laughs> One of the reasons why I was like, I'm not going to Denmark. <laughs> like, absolute, people like puking. I don't want to deal
1: with this. <laughs> and like the Danish, the Icelandics love a nice long drinking session.
0: So with all this in mind and with Iceland's reputation as a super liberal utopia, you would think that it would have extended its progressive nature into the drug laws of the country too. But surprisingly, no weed, no psychedelics, nothing.
2: No, no, nothing. Beer was banned in Iceland until 1989.
0: What is going on there? What?
1: what?
2: I, I actually don't know, but it was just forbidden. Beer was forbidden. So that's why people like in Iceland drink so much hardcore liquor.
1: So then when beer showed up, did people go crazy for beer?
2: Think so, but it's not like you get more drunk from beer than a bottle of like munchen vodka that people were making in their basements. Yeah. So it's kind of like it didn't really make any sense.
0: They were happy for the break. They were like,
2: <laughs>
1: No, that's what's funny because 5%? usually I'll yeah, take it. if usually you do an alcohol ban, it's a full on like a cultural thing, we're gonna just stop this. Oh yeah. But just beer. That's yeah. somebody that's somebody that has it out for oh. beer.
2: No, but it's interesting because now, obviously, with my brother being a craft brewer. Right. And he has this little bar and, like, taproom and brewery in one place. In Reykjavik? Yeah, it's called the Reykjavik Brewing Company.
0: The Reykjavik Brewing Company. (laughs) Excellent pronunciation.
2: Yeah, it's very good. Um, It's really, like, it's really increasing. Like, the culture of beer and, like, people are, like, really into it now. So it's interesting. But, you know, you can only buy alcohol in government controlled stores
1: wait what
2: Yeah, Yeah. it's like
1: weed oh yeah yeah it's like like, alcohol dispensaries that's
2: why it's so expensive because the government puts like 20% on top of it Yeah. Uh, so that's why if you ever go to Iceland buy booze in the duty free when you enter the country because it's a lot cheaper
1: misinformation extra tip (laughs) it's true okay so if I want a glass of wine at a bar how much is it gonna cost me
2: about maybe 10 euros a glass of wine yeah okay
1: Iceland is expensive. There's no two ways about it. After Switzerland and Norway, it's the third most expensive country in the world. They love people coming to spend their cash, of course, but dropping cash is one thing. Dropping something else is a little different.
2: We just like the people that come there and spend money. So right. for us, it's the most frustrating tourists are the ones that go there
0: buy a van and drive yeah, around the one no. road. and they do
2: that. <laughs> and then they just shit wherever they want. <laughs> they like actually like are shitting in people's driveways. People have had to put up signs like with like a guy pooing to say please do not shit on my lawn. I am not shitting you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, we already knew that this was a thing. There was a, a tourist who like stops his car, parked went into the into the moss he takes a shit wipes puts in the thing and then Wives for some reason is he's, he's like i shouldn't leave it here <laughs> oh no so he sets it on fire what yeah and he just <laughs>
2: the poo on he the just
0: Burn. he just burned like <laughs> this whole the f- thing yeah and people thought it was like a volcano erupting <laughs> it's the big one and it was just this guy's turd fire yeah it just made a turd fire <laughs>
2: that's fine that's just fertilizer but don't like burn it yeah exactly (laughs) that's crazy
1: never burn shit (laughs) (laughs) misinformation public announcement
0: we'll be back in a minute with more incredibly misinformed questions about iceland including elves eating puffin and terrifying christmas trolls we'll see you in a bit hi everyone Circa is recruiting new concierges. A Circa concierge is a friend to ask anywhere in the world. Real people, on the ground, never bots. If you want to be a concierge for your city, go to circatravel.com to sign up.
1: The cuisine of a place tends to say a lot about the personality of the people there. Iceland is no different. They've got 350 different kinds of fish that can be found in Iceland's oceans and its rivers and fjords. So, you know, they've come up with some pretty odd
0: things to eat, of course. Whole boiled sheep's head, sour ram's testicles, all washed down with their national drink, brevín a kind of schnapps made with fermented grain or potato mash and flavoured with caraway. The nickname for this drink is the Black Death. Oh, and also puffin. You know those tiny seabirds, the cute ones with the little colourful beaks? Yeah, they eat those too. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten?
2: I don't know, like for you it would probably be puffin or something. One of my favourite things to eat ever. It's delicious, and because it lives of fish, mm-hmm. and like it's so rich of fish oil that right. you need to like put it in milk before, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> before you cook it.
1: What kind of a what? What do
0: you wait? Mean? So what's the? Hang <laughs> on, uh,
1: you she go said out. it like that was the most logical thing. <laughs> it's so it's, it's so rich, rich in of fish oil. You, you have no. to put it in the milk.
0: You you go out hunting. You go to the cliffs. You take down a puffin.
2: If you're going to like be full of eating puffin, you need like 3. Really? Yeah. Oh, they're
1: small. They're small.
2: Give me a hand. They're like <gasps> They're wee. Oh, it's like a squirrel. I know they're so cute. <laughs> like a
0: colorful bee. What do you it's do like with the bee? Tongue. Do you make like a necklace? I'm, like Okay. Uh, the guy like, in Apocalypse. Like I've Vietnam. only
2: ever like <laughs> <laughs> would be beautiful. No. <laughs> but it's hard to get them because you can only like hunt so many of them. Per year. Right. Like, we really, like, take care of our livestocks and, like, our wild animals. Mm. But, no, yeah, no, it's good.
1: So of all the things that Icelandics eat, there's only one that truly stands out. It stood out to us in our Google search about Iceland, too. In sixth spot, fermented putrefied shark meat. Jesus.
2: It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> think about the worst thing you could like ever think about eating and then it's pee done. That's it. That's why you drink the black death because it numbs the taste afterwards. Whoa. Yeah. And yeah.
0: all of the comments of like people who've like eaten it from who've never had it before, "quote unquote, tastes a bit urine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a bit pissy." <laughs>
1: All of this hearty strong balls of the wall food and drink must be the reason for this nation of blonde superheroes and strong men, right? Iceland's Aftur Julius Bjornson is constantly ranked in the top 3. That's Game of Thrones the mountain by the way,
0: Neil. I know. So are the Icelandics all about strength and beauty? What's the what's the deal with the world's strongest man? We have two. <laughs>
1: the national pride.
2: Yeah. And know. we have four um, Miss Worlds. Well, they're the traditional super blonde, blue eyes, beautiful type of thing. I mean, there is a lot of blondes, but I think because, obviously, there was a lot of Vikings that like, went and got women from a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different kind of... I think like my mom's side is like partly Spanish. Whoa. Yeah, because they're like kinda of darker like my parents have pitch black hair. I oh. was born blonde. People thought like my mom had an affair with a postman. <laughs> I am not kidding. Because I was like blonde, blue eyes, curly hair and they were like, What the fuck? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what happened, yeah? I don't know. <laughs> H is cruel. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's just, it's really a mix. Like, I have cousins that are, like, ginger with, like, perm, and, you know, it's really just anything. It's crazy.
0: Well, strength has to come from somewhere. Maybe it's from, oh, I don't know, putting your babies to sleep outside in the snow. One of the more shocking things for people visiting Iceland Mm -hmm. has been the sight of just a baby carriage parked outside <laughs> in the snow.
2: Yeah. Our like old houses in Iceland, they're like made in dirt and you have like the turf on top and all that. So they're kind of buried a little bit. So it was also for health reasons for the babies to be sleeping outside. It's <laughs> that whole like Viking, like just tough enough to yeah. get better.
1: <laughs> Breathe it in. <laughs> yeah. If you're, you're going to make it here, you gotta...
2: But like I <laughs> sleep with my window open always. Like I've always done it. Living in Scotland, here, whatever, like windows always open.
1: The difference in seasons in Iceland is really worth a mention too. From 3 months of total darkness to 3 months of nearly 24 hours of daylight. Somehow the natives handle this in the same way most Nordic countries do. They just don't really need to. It's just how it is.
2: One of the most like common questions I get is like when should I go to Iceland? Okay. So it's like, do I go in the winter or do I go in the summer? And I always say, like, you need to experience both. And it's not that cold. No, but like 15 degrees in Iceland, it's like 25 degrees here. (laughs) So, I mean, it sounds cold, but it's not.
0: Because you're used to the cold?
2: No, no, it's warm. We're closer to the sun.
0: Ah, It's the same average winter temperature as New York City.
2: But it's so much colder in New York because you have the humidity there. In Iceland, we don't have that. So that's why we have our Lopa pesa, like the woolen sweaters. Right. Everything's wool. Right. And because you can dress off the cold.
0: So you could just whack on your woolly hat and your woolly sweater? Yeah. And
2: oh, my God. Fine. My mom, I have like 10. <laughs> my mom knits a lot.
0: <laughs> In the winter months, sunrise is at 11 a.m. and it sets again at about 3 p.m. How does it affect you?
2: Um, like, the shortest day of the year, well, the sun never really comes up. It's just, like, hovering. And then, so it's only, like, three-hour daylight. But it depends on, like, if it's clear sky or or not, if it's snowing or not. Like, the snow helps so much with the darkness. It brightens up everything. Ah. So you really feel the difference when it's, like, snow or not.
1: And how does it affect you?
2: Well, it's kind of always a bit depressing to wake up in dark, go to work in dark. Then it's, like dark when you leave yeah. so it's a bit like uh, but then you really start to feel it the days get longer super quick okay you really feel like the difference every single day and it's a, such a nice feeling to have just like ah, oh, spring's coming like it's getting it's getting a little bit lighter that's and then cool. you have a whole like 24 hour daylight for like two months three months
1: that's wild but that must also make you crazy in a different way i think
2: way. that affects like especially tourists they can't stand it it's too much for their brain to Like, handle
1: She almost said Their little brain
0: (laughs) She almost said that (laughs) I heard her self-added Iceland,
2: (laughs) best to hear me
0: Iceland, best
1: to hear me Iceland, the best in the world Strong men, Miss Worlds
0: And an amazing football team what is the deal with the fucking Icelandic football team? I
2: love it. <laughs> <What>? It's like <laughs> our <laughs> boys. Us. We love it. I like, never felt as proud in my life as when we like got so far in the European. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like the patriotic side really came out. It's crazy. <laughs> so weird.
1: I mean, it was amazing to watch for the rest of the world. It's like, yeah. where did these people come yeah, from? Like, w- what?
0: The thunder clap?
2: Oh, yeah. The Viking clap? oh we're still doing it all the time <laughs> it's really annoying but it's like i cried when we beat england like it was like that kind of thing oh i
0: cried when you beat
2: england. <laughs> i was, I was in I was scotland yeah. i was in scotland and like everyone obviously on our side so it was just yeah it was fun it was good times <laughs>
0: The Icelandics punch above their weight in almost everything, considering they're such a tiny nation. They have a 99% literacy rate. They're a country of insatiable readers and writers with more books published and read per person than anywhere else on Earth. In fact, one in 10 Icelandics will write and publish a book in their lifetime. And along with that, 80% of the publishing industry's revenue Comes two months before Christmas. A festive phenomenon with another unpronounceable word. boca flu? Jolabokka fluth.
2: Jolabokka fluth. Almost. <laughs> I'm super
1: close.
0: okay. I just know that I'm getting out of here. <laughs> it's that, that, that thing at the end that's a th. A oh, term th- for the run on books before Christmas.
2: Yeah, um, everyone gets a book for Christmas.
1: So Christmas is a huge deal in Iceland, but it's not the jolly red fat man with his reindeer coming down the chimney. No, it's 13 hideous-looking Santa Claus trolls, one per day for 13 days. And these trolls are assholes.
2: It's like really old tradition. They're horrible people, basically. They're not nice. On the 13th of December, the first Santa Claus comes... So you put your shoe in your window, and if you've been nice, you get, like, a treat, and if you've been naughty, you get a potato. <laughs> 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 you, in
1: Bolivia, that would be a gift. You put your...
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Like, depends on the potato. You put your shoe in yeah. the window. But, Just like, put shoes. a sneaker outside. A
2: slipper or a slipper welly slipper or whatever. Well-y. Like, okay. yeah.
1: And then, so if you've been good, you get...
2: Well, sometimes it's like Clementine oh, <laughs> you're no. just like, yeah, some sad, or yeah, like a this... little bit of money. Like when I was young, you <laughs> <laughs> a little
1: bit of money. <laughs> just some change, some change <laughs>
2: Exactly. It's really? like a euro or two. Euro. <laughs> <on top>. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, or like <laughs> that was the worst one always. It's right? Like seriously, mom, you can yeah, do better.
0: Exactly. Has there been a lot of accidents of, like, parents falling off ladders? (laughs) Probably. Trying to, like, keep up the (laughs) charade of Santa Claus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just a pile of clementines (laughs) on them.
2: But at least, like, yeah, so they were supposed to be, like, how do you say? Like, um, they're, like, teasing you. They're, like, doing tricks on you. They're tricksters.
1: Right. Yeah, Are they... Like dressed in
2: oh no they're like woolen jumpers horrible looking they're terrifying what oh they're, they're, like, they're terrifying like
1: hobo Santa's like oh, yeah, yeah. wandering <laughs> the streets
2: no they're like awful looking oh, so wow. like one of them comes in and like steals your meats one of them slams all the doors one of them is actually like a peeping tom on the windows what oh yeah I know it's like it's bad what the yeah and the worst thing is that their mother is a troll and she eats babies. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on? So it's like, on? if you're like, really bad, Grilla will come and eat you. And you're like, okay.
0: Yeah, it's it all making sense now. <laughs>
2: oh my god.
0: Do they
1: have names? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know all 13.
2: I can try and recite. Go for it. Lahpalude, Kjötkroger, Twerersleger. Oh my god. Stuver. He's a little one.
1: Do you remember the Peeping Tom?
2: Glückagair. Hmm. And then it's like uh the candle stealer.
1: There's a candle stealer.
2: Yeah, kærtastninger.
1: <laughs> I was going to say
0: candle <laughs> <laughs>
2: stealer. <laughs> he's the last one. This is,
0: like a really dark. It's snow, so snow dark.
2: Light. It's like if you don't like if you don't dress well for Christmas, like if you're smart, it's like you go to the the cat, like the Christmas <laughs> guy and like yeah, he will eat you. Oh, wow. There's a lot what? of eating babies. man. <laughs>
0: Definitely our favorite Christmas tradition of all time. But when you think of Iceland, there is another fantastical creature it seems everybody thinks of right off the bat. Elves. And even someone as straight up and level-headed as Björk, she has a pretty surprising admission. Do you believe in elves?
2: You do become super superstitious in Iceland. And okay. the way the roads are laid, you've maybe noticed, Neil, when you were driving there, that the road sometimes like, takes a really weird curve and there's like a rock in the middle. Yeah. It's because it's an elf city. And if you move it, it's going to like kill everyone who drives that road. Because okay. that's actually something that happened. Like they removed like a rock that was supposed to be on elf city. And a lot of accidents happened on the place. So we're super superstitious towards things like this. So I'm not gonna say I don't believe in else.
1: The hot springs and thermal pools in Iceland are a must for any visitor. The white mud in the blue lagoon will make you feel incredible. Iceland is filled with warm, bubbling water, even in the capital. But there's only
2: one catch. We have I can't even remember how many swimming pools in Reykjavik. 20? All heated. All like, yeah, you have to go naked to go in. We can talk I about know, that later.
1: finally at the nudity. We did it.
2: Because you have to get naked to wash before you go into the pool. Because right. we don't have chlorine in our pools. And there's a woman in the woman's like a locker room and a guy in the men's who like watches if you don't wash well. It's like, uh, excuse me, take off your swimsuit and like wash your bits.
1: Go back. <laughs> okay, so these are public pools?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. But like for us, we're so used to it because you go with your grandma or your mom, like whomever. So it's just like being nude is not a big thing for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But it was funny because an Australian friend of mine who was um, like, I've never seen an old lady naked before no so for her she was like this is how I'm gonna look like when I like get older and I was like for me I was like oh I actually never thought of that that people like just don't know how the body changes and this and that so body dysmorphia in Iceland is not really
1: it's not an issue
2: not really because you're just like used to seeing all shapes of women like these kind of boobs those kind of boobs you know like it's not it's not like in America where you have like a stereotypical woman that's just like this is how you're supposed to look
0: if you see people from other countries going to these balls...
2: You know because they don't take off their Simpsons. <laughs> like, like him. him.
0: But like Mr. It's Queen Balls.
2: <laughs> <laughs> God damn
1: it. You should do everything you naked. Get naked, but ones. with other people that are also naked of all ages, sizes, and yeah, shapes. go to Iceland. If you have not been around nudity, it's the first moment, and then after a while you're just, you maybe kind of space out and be like, oh, look at, that's a curious shape.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why is the thing under the other thing? (laughs) Uh. So a nation of just 360,000 people, who all know each other, have all seen each other naked, have all danced on tables with Björk, eaten puffin, Hired a punk rock comic mayor in their capital. Put out more published authors per person than any other nation on earth. This place must have a unifying, brilliant, dense philosophy. What is it?
2: We have a saying which is called, like in Icelandic, it's Which is like, everything's going to be okay. And that's our mentality. And this is like our whole attitude. It's just like, we're just going to fix it. We're just going to make it Okay.
0: Back in 2008, Iceland went bankrupt. It had opened up huge interest savings accounts, which attracted a lot of outside money. Soon after, Iceland's banks collapsed. 25% of the population lost incredible amounts of their savings. Iceland remarkably shunned the too-big-to-fail model and decided that their banks were too big to save. All three of the major banks went under. And over the last 12 years, Iceland has bounced back with a huge tourist boom in one of the greatest economic turnarounds in recorded history.
2: During the 2008 crisis, there was a lot of that being said. And you're <laughs> like, really? It's really just going to fix itself somehow magically? Like, we're bankrupt as a nation. Mm. But yes, it did. And now we're like did. right back where it was. So it's pretty horrific. but yes, to
0: keep calm and carry on.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jesus. But that's how Smart. they just made it happen. It's just like, and then we jailed the bankers. Was yeah,
0: like, yeah. that's know. a big thing, which was incredible.
1: Yeah. Only we can...
2: nation that actually did anything about this.
1: This is this is my other um, misinformation moment of elimination which is we can all learn a little bit. From Iceland,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Like nation of so few people that yeah, we can teach a lot to other nations. Absolutely it's insane.
0: Yeah. Eat some puffin. Take your clothes off. Watch your clothes <laughs> Get in the pool. Jail your bankers. <laughs> you <some> yeah.
1: <laughs> so according to our judges here at Passport, the final tally is that the world view on the country of Iceland is about sixty-five percent accurate. I guess when outsiders' opinions of your country are overwhelmingly positive, the stereotypes you carry around with you when you travel the world, well, they're welcome ones. How do you feel we did?
2: You guys did? Yeah. No, you did good.
1: What is your relationship to this stereotype stuff? As you move through the world and people ask you the same shit over and over again about sharks and elves,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. what... How do you feel about it?
2: It's just something that you get used to. And you're just like, because I'm a rare species, I'm the first Icelander for a lot of people to meet. So I don't want to be like a complete bitch and be like, a fuck you, you know? So I try to be a bit more like, okay, accommodating and like nice. but
1: So you feel like you're from an extraordinary place?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, no. And like I was telling you, like, I'm super proud to be Icelandic. And it's like, because it's small and unique and, you know, we have all our traditions and history. Yeah, of course.
0: Iceland, the land of the midnight sun and northern light of volcanoes. It holds a personality which cherishes tradition, but it also knows full well when to break it. It would seem that they love people taking an interest in their landscape and in their people and in their culture. Because they are indeed incredibly rare. 0.004% of all of the people in existence. Consider yourself extremely lucky if you ever meet one. They are truly the elves of the world.
1: Huge thanks again to Björg for bringing us to Iceland. It was an incredible chat and we learned a lot. So we decided to call her back for one last thing, to get her very own saved pins. Five incredible experiences which you won't find in
0: guidebooks.
2: So, these are my top Icelandic experiences.
0: Number one, the Reykjavik Brewing Company.
2: Obviously, I need to stay this place as it's my brother's brewery. But they just got voted the best secret bar by Grapevine magazine, so that's similar to Time Out. And you can see into the brewery, and they have a little tap room where you go and taste their many different types of delicious beer. It's super fun.
1: Number two, Marsvik.
2: It's a place up north located super close to my family cottage, close to Restaurant up north. Um, It's this beautiful cove with extraordinary basalt rock formation and beautiful Art Nouveau lighthouse. So it's one of my favorite places to go for a little walk as the landscape there is truly breathtaking. And you usually see lots of nature and seals and things like that.
0: Number three, Hofse swimming pool.
2: So, of course, there has to be some kind of a swimming pool on this list. Um, This one is actually quite new. It opened in 2010 and it's also located um, north of Iceland in Hopsos village. It has quickly become like really popular tourist attraction and they have an eternity pool with like incredible scenic views to this rock called Dranke. And there's an old saga from like early thousand about a famous outlaw called Gradirsterke. And he swam to that island to be an outlaw. So it's actually when you're swimming in the pool, you're doing the same route like he did. So it's kind of cool. You'll definitely check that if you're up there.
1: Number four, Borgar Pinsur Hot dogs.
2: We love our hot dogs in Iceland. I don't know if I mentioned that before. And there's this super famous hot dog stand in downtown Reykjavík, but I actually prefer this really random one in like a shopping center called Skævan. And it's on a parking lot next to one of the stadium liquor stores. So, you know, you can eat up before going and spending fortune for your booze for the weekend. I mean, it's amazing. Try, try one hot dog with everything. It really won't disappoint.
0: Number five, the beer spa.
2: You basically bathe in a wooden hot tub, which is filled with warm beer, water, hops, and yeast, and you have a beer draught right next to it, so you can like soak up in a beer and drink a beer. And it just looks really nice, and I just think it's hilarious. But this is located north as well, uh, really close to Brewery, which is um, one of the more famous breweries in Iceland. So if you're an adventurous beer drinker, try that.
0: That's it for this week, guys. Iceland is open, so if you want to make it your first trip after lockdown, we couldn't recommend it more. You can visit us at FrequencyMachine.com forward slash Passport, and you can find us on social media at Passport Podcast. So
1: thanks for listening. We'll see you next week in Palermo, Sicily, with a story about food, the mafia, and fighting back. Much love, and see you soon.
0: This week's episode of passport was produced and edited by me and written by myself and andres bartos thanks to harry stott for his research work and huge thanks to the brilliant bjerg valgistotter we'll have all of her details in the show notes if you want to check out some of her work our theme music is by nick turner with additional stuff by the beards the benign ones and carlton banksy the show is mixed and mastered by julian kuzneski Stacey Book, Dominic Ferrari, and Abby Glijansky will eat you up if you don't dress up nice for Christmas Day. They also executive produce the show, which is hosted by myself and a man who would be naked all day, every day, if it wasn't for the prior arrests, Andres Bartos. We'll see you in the next place.